last time on Almost Heroes. So we open with the group still flying towards Whitport while the boys reach out to Cedric the Ascending, telling him to make a small landing pad of flowers uh, near his home so we can bring down the cart nice and easy. Upon landing the cart in Cedric's yard, we're immediately greeted by our old friend Cedric and a much more put-together Leon, the leader of the band of Queer Tigers that we helped all that time ago. Entering Cedric's home as an undue tension, Leon assures us our presence will go unnoticed and asks us to explain exactly what is going on. Cosmo explains our recent adventures and the connections between Jakar, the Empire, and the Heart of Ao, and how we had recently learned of its location out in the Vonhurst Lock. After a small bit of a, a small expected surprise from Leon and Cedric, Leon tells us how he acquired a vessel for us from a local fisherman by the name of Noah, and how he will give us refuge for our car behind Cedric's and ensure its safety while we make our way to the fishing vessel. Before leaving, Rangram casts a hero's feast for all involved before making our way to the docks. Heading through town, we come across a group of Imperial soldiers who are currently trying to get information from the fisherman Noah, who, are, who we're currently heading to meet. Formulating a quick haphazard plan, Glenn casts water breathing on the party, and Glenn and Rangram both jump into the lock while Cosmo and Leo continue around the dock to meet our enemies. Glynn uses his earthen grasp to pull the supports from the pier, dropping two of our pursuit compartments into the lock. Combat then ensues. Cosmo ensues and Cosmo rushes the soldiers from the dock and in true Cosmo fashion, non-lethally smashes the head of one of the soldiers. Rangrim, using his control water, launches himself onto the dock, landing in front of the commander who attempts to shoot Rangrim with his double crossbow, but whiffs. Glynn from below the waters grabs the war mage, who is now walking on water, and pulls him under and stabs him with his revenant blade, casting his booming blade, launching the mage into the air with an eruption of magic from the booming blade. The war mage then turns his gaze to Glynn, casting a spell on him and banishing him to a realm of literal garbage. Cosmo, Rangrim, and Leon continue the fight while Glenn remains banished. Cosmo unleashes his smites, Rangrim uses his divine gauntlets and his spellcasting, while Leo cleans up the remaining soldiers until the war mage is dead and none but a single soldier and the commander Uri remain. Cosmo dives into the lock, pulls Noah to safety, and the group proceeds to the ship with the soldier and Captain Yuri as their captives. Thank you very much, Dan. That brings us to episode 125, In Deep. So when we last left our Almost Heroes, three of you had headed out towards the center of the expansive Bonhurst Lock in search of the lost temple of the overgod Ao that you believe to be hidden deep below the depths of the lake. So, with you on your small fishing vessel uh, are your two captives, uh, an Imperial soldier and their commanding officer by the name of Yuri. So, it is still late evening, uh, and you've made great progress towards the center of the lock. The town of Whitport is just a faint speck of light in the distance behind you. So, my first question, it's 
It's known about the Von Herslock that it is regularly uh, covered in, like, not in, like, such a dense fog that you can't see, but, like, it is, it's, it's regularly, like, pretty misty, like, kind of perpetually. So vision is not, like, being seen by, like, by ships in a far distance isn't something that is, you know, potentially a problem, um, but your your vision is uh is is not uh overly like you know you could potentially run into someone so um how are you handling uh avoiding other ships on the walk and what what's what's your uh what's your process here and what's your strategy noah is driving i'm assuming he's like noah is not i don't think you took noah with you did you take noah with you did Noah want to come? I don't even think we asked Noah if he wanted to come. I think we just took our prisoners no, and then Noah, on. Noah was heavily inebriated, so we don't want him driving. Pretty sure okay. we set him up to just fall back asleep on the dock. And barely alive, too, because of almost drowning. That, too, right? Yeah, we totally forgot he was uh, face down in the water for the entire combat. I can confirm that. Yeah, yeah, nobody addressed it, so... I think it would make sense. Uh, Glenn's happy to. I'm guessing there's a crow's nest if there's a mast. So Glenn's happy to. Yeah, small one, small one for sure. It's mostly like a ladder that you go up to, like a little, uh, like a little platform. It's not like an, a full size crow's nest. It's literally <clears throat> like something you stand in, uh, you know, just enough to like hold on to the mast and stand up there. Uh, oh. So Glenn's gonna climb the mast and be lookout. I'll uh, I'll step in at the helm. How do you drive this thing? Just a big old wheel. I mean, we saw Combs do it. I feel like one of us had to pick up on some process that he was doing, but I can at least tell you if they're around. Yeah, sure. That that sounds good. And I'll just try and spin this wheel or something. Um, are the is it? I mean. Is the boat just working on its own at this point? Like the sails? Cast off. Yeah. So right now it's working on uh, it's working on sails. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to do an inspection of kind of the, you know, how this thing functions, uh, roll me an investigation check. Uh, whoever wants to kind of look around the ship and, and discover if there's any like or alter your method of uh, driving this thing aside from just you know wind power. I think Glenn would be curious about the the mechanic side of things, but honestly, if it's mainly wood, I don't think Glenn would really care <laughs> for what's if it's if it's a true like ship and pulley ship. Glenn's um, probably like, oh, wood. A fifteen. Uh, 15. I got it. You said investigation. Yeah, just to 22. look around the ship. Okay. Uh, what about you, Rangram? Are you uh you doing investigation? I'm gonna talk to the the soldier. He's I bud. Uh, you. You ever been on a ship before? Uh, which you're talking to the the soldier who is naked and pissed himself. That's the one you're talking yes. to. You also don't yep. know his name. I'm pretty sure he does have a name. You have not asked it. Correct. Uh, uh, I think he looks at you and is just shivering because it's pretty cold out here. Um, and he's uh, he's just, uh, yeah, I've been on a ship before. I didn't mean no, that sarcastic. You know, you know how that was sarcastic. Lie. I didn't mean it. Well, no, look, I mean, do you know how to, like, work on a ship? Have you been, like, a deckhand? Um, um, Answer quickly. I, 
Oh my god, I used to go fishing with my with my grandpa sometimes. I think that was that's about it though. Alright, well, um Hey, get some fucking clothes on. And like I don't know, if there was anything readily available, and even if it's like a tarp or a blanket, I'm like, here you go. Go help them. <laughs> Okay, so you, you throw uh, you throw this like tarp um, you throw this tarp over to him um, maybe uh, how about this this will be fun uh, you throw this tarp over to him that was like towards the back of the boat um, and as you do so uh, you uh, seem to have uncovered um, some sort of like what looks like like mechanical like slightly rusted but mechanical mechanisms that seem to run uh, they're like levers and pulleys and they seem to run down. Uh, towards the uh, backside of the uh, of the ship, there seems to be some sort of mechanical uh, contraption or controls uh, that is towards mm. the back of the ship. Uh, but you do sh- you do throw that over to. Uh, I'm just gonna give you the name just so I can we can re- re- like refer to them by their actual name. Um, but you throw it over to Winston, the, the soldier. Oh, Winston! Uh, it's a- he's like a he's like a young human uh, who is now, you know. Shivering less, uh, still wearing a slightly damp uh, tarp, but aside from that, uh, is uh, seemingly a little bit more comfortable and is kind of uh, walking around the ship now, pulling on seemingly random riggings as if he knows what is what they do, um, and is kind of pretending like he is, uh, or at least seemingly, uh, you know, kind of uh, introducing himself to the ship, uh, getting more acquainted with it. Um, but yeah, so uh, as as Winston does that. Uh, and now you've uncovered these controls. Uh, what are y'all doing? Uh, you had us roll investigation. I got a 22. So I think I'm going to look right at those controls because I was looking for anything mechanical. Yeah. Um, you, you go over to the <laughs> controls that are, like I said, towards the back of the ship. Um, and you look down over the side and you can see that there seems to be some sort of mechanical uh, motor or something that is in the back uh, of the ship, uh, just off the back of the ship. Does... But there is a traditional steering wheel on the ship. Uh, yes, uh, there is a traditional steering wheel that would tr- that would turn a rudder um, on on the back of the ship. Um, uh, there is there is a traditional uh, uh, steering wheel that would you know, like just a, a regular ship wheel uh, on the you know in the normal place a ship wheel would be. Uh, but it does seem like there is some sort of you know mechanical engine or something that is uh, off the back of the ship underwater. Uh, what is the, like, control mechanism? You said it's levers. What's the, like, configuration? Like, three levers in a line, or what are we talking about here? Um, yeah, I think that you, when you're going over and looking at them, they're not labeled, uh, upsettingly enough. Um, but it seems like they are, don't seem like they're control levers. They almost seem like they are more, uh, throttle. Oh, tight. Uh, Glenn is going to... Pull the throttle that is because it's it's off the side. So I'm guessing like there's going to be one lever that is nearer the no the what is it, the bow of the ship? What's the front of the ship? Bow of the ship? Bow stern stern back bow stern. So they're actually yeah. they're actually towards the uh, the stern of the ship, the rear. Uh, like both basically both right behind. So if you so looking straight down at the ship, um, behind the the steering wheel. Uh, towards the the end of the ship is where those controls are. Okay, got it. Okay, when you said side, I thought you meant like port or starboard, not. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, they're, they're right, okay. right at the stern of the ship. Yeah. Uh, well, fuck. 
are there any words written on it? Because your boy's been so drunk. Does he have to? Does he have a label maker to uh, so he remembers how to go forward and backward? Uh, yes. Uh, there are actually. Um, just I'll just let you keep rolling with your uh, investigation check. Uh, there seems to be uh, what what you would probably recognize as dwarven runes that are written on it. I think I can read dwarven. On yeah, I speak. To, it's a language that I know. Can I read the runes? Hmm. Mm, roll me, roll me a history check. Okay. History check. Bam. Uh, fifteen. Okay. Uh, with a with a fifteen, I think you're able to get most of the most of the words. There's not very many. Uh, it literally is just um, it, it, the context, the, the the general gist of what you're understanding is something about making sure that you add uh, you add fuel. Uh, before uh, before starting um, and uh, and something some sort of warning that is just um, about uh, not pushing it all like not going full throttle okay uh, Glenn is going to be smart about this and not do what Brian wants to do and he's gonna turn around to uh, his dwarven compatriots say guys, you might have some better luck, but there's some dwarven runes back here. Um, I I can't really understand them. They they seem to be old dwarven. I don't know if you guys want to take a quick look, but the one takeaway I got was add fuel before starting and don't go too fast. But this looks to be kind of the mechanism that's going to control how we go forward or backwards potentially. Um, since we have the time, I'm actually gonna I think just hop over the side real quick and see if there's anything obvious about where these levers lead and Glenn's going to just like hoist himself over the side and follow the mechanisms where they go. Do they lead on the outside or they go through the like whole of the ship? Yeah. So they, they look like they're kind of bolts. So they're kind of slightly on the outside as well as like, you can tell that this clearly goes straight through the lower, like, cause there is a lower deck, but it's only in the back in the stern of the ship. There's like a lower sub deck. Um, it's like that takes up kind of like half of the ships. Uh, okay. Like, then instead of hopping over, I'm going to go like just under yeah. and around and see if I can see if we have fuel. That seems pretty damn important. I don't think Noah's going to remember to add fuel because he was shit faced. Um, and see if there's more dwarven runes that might be able to help me know what not to do. Absolutely. You go down below deck and uh, you see a. Uh, eh, roll me another uh, in, uh, investigation check. Investigation. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, rolling hot dice. 28. Okay. With 28. 18 plus uh, a bunch. 28, you see everything. Uh, you go down, go down below deck. There's there's lots of there's lots of crates, uh, and you know there are there are nets. There's lots of uh, you know, you know any anything you would need for fishing. Um, but kind of towards the back, uh, just like push right against the stern of the ship, um, and directly below where you saw the levers above, you see that there is a piece of, again, kind of unsettlingly rusty equipment. Uh, it seems to be something that looks a lot like a furnace. Um, but there seem to be multiple ports. Uh, there seems to be uh, an area on top where it seems like liquid can be added to it. And then inside, there's like a normal furnace area where there seems like wood can be added um, or some like something to burn. But it looks very similar to a furnace in, in the way that it's uh, it's designed. But it does seem to have like multiple fuel import areas. Um, and next to it with a 28, I will say that while you don't find fuel, uh, 
you can see a lot of very high proof alcohol in a crate that is right next to it. Um, and then to the to the other left of that, uh, you see a bunch of wood. Um, but unfortunately, it seems like it is very damp. Okay. I have ideas. That's what I would do down there. But I, I want to see if the boys can find anything else about what's happening up top. I don't know if either of them went and looked at the, the signs, but I think Cosmo is like right next to it. Yeah, Cosmo would have uh, wandered over and been like, oh yeah, let me have a look-see here. Okay, uh, you you read it. Uh, I'll just, I mean, you just read it because you, you understand Dwarven runes. Uh, and I mean, I think that it's written in a little bit more elegant uh, phrasing. Uh, and you can tell that this was probably uh, like penned by someone other than Noah uh, because it <laughs> seems like a much more of like a a manufacturer style uh, markings that are like etched into this, but um, it is, it's something you can tell is most likely very old. Like this is a very old piece of like technology that likely wasn't built for this ship. It was probably like kind of bolted on after the fact and was probably propulsion for something else. and was just, is now being used on this ship. Um, but it is, uh, you can tell that like right away, this is, this is some sort of, engine for propulsion that is uh now being used on the ship um and the uh, instructions on it do say that um you know make sure that you add fuel before uh, uh before fuel before moving um you need to have a uh, a good mixture of both um of both solid and liquid uh fuel types um and don't let it run too uh don't let it run too hot don't let it run um at like maximum uh maximum speed the entire time or there is a risk of risk of combustion Right. Okay. Uh, Glenn, did you get all that? Yeah, it was nice that you were reading out loud. Um, so I have wood and I'm just going to call it pure alcohol down here. Oh, that sounds uh, I can good. See there's an intake for a liquid substance and a, a solid. So I can I can get started on the wood and the filling up the tank of whatever jet fuel Noah's been drinking, but uh, I imagine there's still some mechanism we don't know about. Like, do we know what the levers do? Try to fill this up before we even try pulling on those, because it says to add fuel before you try to start this thing up, so I could fill this real quick. Do I see? Wait a minute, though. Leon, what the fuck was this guy fishing for? I don't think Leon's with us. No, Leon's Leon stayed with the, the other... You, stayed with them. He did. You stay only with them. have yeah, yeah. an un- you have an unconscious Yuri at this current time and a Winston covered in the tarp. By the way, I want to make one thing clear, just so I don't forget. Glenn would have stripped Yuri of everything, so Yuri <laughs> is literally, l- literally is completely naked and bound. Okay. There is so, no shame to this game. Okay. He is so not you have available. A nude, to- you have a nude, uh, a nude Yuri who now, as soon as you take off, because he was fully clad in armor, helmet and all, uh, he is now a kind of like a, a grayish green uh, skin, like half orc, um, who's on the kind of bulkier side for a half orc, but he's still, um, he's still like normal height of like a, a human. Okay then. So uh, I mean, I have no idea what the hell this guy was fishing for with this kind of gear, but um, I'm gonna take our friend here downstairs and see if I can get him to tell us some stories. Uh, yeah, while well, you are torturing him, let me quickly just uh, <laughs> fill this up. And I'm going to look in the liquid like chamber 
like for a fill line or like a corrosion line? Because I imagine if he's been putting this type of just grain alcohol into this thing, there's probably a visible line where he's been filling it to. Um, yeah, roll me, roll me one more investigation check. Let's see if your hot hand can keep going. Uh, less hot. Uh, 13. Okay. Um, yeah, you look inside, and again, it's very corroded, uh, all, like, all the way, but you, um, you can kind of, there's, there's a faint line of where, like, it seems like maybe there's a little bit less corrosion at a certain point, like, maybe the, and you assume, well, maybe the alcohol, like, you know, kind of has eaten some of that corrosion away over time, um, but uh, yeah, you're, that's that's your best guess. It is like kind of uh, about three quarters of the way up is what it seems like. Um, seems like where the fill line's at, where the right, less, the, least corrosion's at. I'll take the time to fill it up uh, with the liquid, and then for the wood, the damp wood. Uh, everyone knows damp wood doesn't burn, so Glenn is going to cast shape water and extract as much of the moisture as he can out of a five foot cube of wood. Well Whatever done. That looks like. Well done. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I think that that's well more uh, than than the wood that's in it, and I think you are able to. You just I pull like what do you do? So you pull this all this liquid just kind of extracts out, and you just kind of see this mist that kind of coalesces into like this floating orb in front of you. Uh, what do you do with that? Uh. Hmm. I think I I think Glenn just freezes it, or. It, is there a porthole? Is there any outside access from down here? Yeah, I think that this, I think this outside, this underneath area, I think it's all open. I think that you can just see, like, there's a low railing, but I think it's all open underneath there. Part of the reason that the wood was probably damp is just because mm. this is just kind of open to the elements. Exposed, got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Glenn's just going to, like, filter that right out that way, probably in uh, okay. a more singular liquid, so just boop, right out into the ocean. Just you hear a, a big splash as this uh, orb of what probably wood water uh, is what we'll call it uh, just kind of goes out, uh, out you know, and, and lands in the water uh, or lands in the, the Von Hurst lock. Um, and yeah, you can see up. that fuel's ready. Give it, give it a kick, Cosmo. Oh, all right. Uh, here we go, then. Uh, do I see one that says start? Um. Yeah, I think with the runes, I think you would. Uh, so I, I think that uh, there's no reason that the there would be a d instructions on how to fuel it up without having instructions on what the fucking levers are. Um, so you can see that one one says ignition and one says uh, forward and back. And you can see that one of the levers seems to have like a like a pull with like a uh, like a seems to have some sort of um, like. I guess spring that would retract it back, like when you pull it, almost like a like an ignition kick. And then the other one seems to just be able to kind of go all the way forward and all the way back. Um, and so, yeah, uh, those are the two levers you have in front of you. Great. Uh, well then, let's give it a give it a, give it a good go. And he's gonna pull the ignition handle. Um, okay, uh, Glenn, you're down there, and you you hear this thing like like you hear this lever get pulled heavily uh, from up above you, and uh, you. You hear this thing just like kick and start to like, and it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't go. Um, what do you guys do? Uh, let me try that again. And he pulls it again. Okay. Uh, roll me a hmm, roll me a sleight of hand. See how 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 much finesse you have here. 
after he says he's going to do it again, Glenn's going to like watch for the mechanism that triggers when he pulls it. Uh, see if see if he can like find out where the ignition point is. A sixteen. Okay, a sixteen. Uh, you you pull it again, uh, and it does a similar it does a similar thing where it kind of starts to go, and then it starts to uh, it kind of starts to die. Glenn, as you're watching it, um, you can see that there is a. a just kind of halfway down where the ignition line is coming down and running into the machine itself, the furnace itself, um, you can see that there is a tiny little lever that you hadn't recognized before um, that uh, that seems to be kind of like whenever you're pull- you flip it up. And I think, Cosmo, as you pull back this, this last time, I think that this thing just like pours to life and it's just like it's 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 violent. It's loud and it's violent and it's just like it's not moving anywhere yet, but uh, the entire ship itself is now kind of has like a slight shake to it, um, as you all are uh, have have roared this uh, ancient engine to life. I think Glenn starts heading back up the back up to the top where Cosmo is, and he looks to Rangram. He goes, uh, "There's a big, terrifying metal engine in there. If you <laughs> need anything to scare the guy with, um, oh, I, I won't need any help with that one. That's terrifying." Qu- question, fellas. Um, uh, I don't know how to say this. What direction am I supposed to be going in, eh? Uh, I think we're headed towards just the center of the lock based off the, the map that we saw um, in those visions, but the DM might disagree. No, I mean, uh, I actually, um, so we, we touched on this at the end of the last episode, so I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of give a little reminder. Um, Cosmo. You, since, like, since getting out here, you have had this just, like, it started when you got to Whitport, but as you've been getting further out, basically every single foot that you've moved further out into the Von Hurst lock, you have been feeling, like, cold. Like, you feel, like, you feel something. Um, I don't know if it's something that you feel strong enough to trust your instincts. It would have to be, obviously, something to, to... convince your friends to say yeah just follow my follow my nose kind of situation but like you there is something about uh there is something that you are feeling kind of pulled for pulled towards do do i get like this inner sense of like go this way or is it just like a blanket sense of like a cone like Roll, roll me a religion check okay oh shit a religion check yeah oof too bad an 11 okay um with an 11 i think that it's it's difficult um you you feel like you are going the right way um but you don't it's hard to put into words like you can't draw on a map like this is the way to go but you know you, f- you feel like you would know if you were going the wrong way. Okay. All right. That's, uh, that's, that's enough to go off of. I was trying to see if I had a spell to support me here. I, have I mean, a spells plus, are great. I have a plus world zero to uh, plus zero illusion checks. Magic. So. Magic out. Um, I think I pretty much unprepared all of the ones that I was like all the useful ones well that like detect the evil and good ones. like unprepared that one never I used it like twice and it you know 
It was very Anyways, helpful, I'm sure. I'm sh yeah, that's why I unprepared it. It was so helpful. <laughs> um, alright. Well, if uh, you want to steer, I'll, I'll hop on the controls, and I, I think it's just towards the middle of the lake, right? I, something I like that. A specific location. Oh, I'll, we'll just, um, we'll just go whatever seems right then, eh? We'll, we'll start off slow, too, because I'm, that warning about don't not going too fast makes me think this thing has another, another gear, so. I would agree. Uh, great. Well, Rangrim, uh, Glenn and I are going to drive, and you're welcome to get whatever you feel that you might get from those guys. Uh, now, um, we Look may torture. Thanks. We we may also want to check in on our friends who are supposed to be helping us at some point. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that. And he's gonna shoot daggers to um, Winston. Winston is the Winston. one that has the tarp on. Yes, and I think Yuri is still unconscious. Yeah, Yuri's unconscious. I'm like kind of holding like the back of his neck, like his like body's like slumped down a staircase. I'm just making sure he doesn't fall. Yeah, you! Looking at Winston, you better help them. And he winks uh, at Glenn and just yeah. goes below deck. Like, yeah, I think he just lets go of Yuri's body as it tumbles down the stairs and then follows oh beyond God. it. <laughs> down the stairs. Um, amazing. Uh, Cosmo, I have a question for you. Shoot. Uh, from, from, you know, what percentage... Of like zero to one hundred percent, do you push that uh, lever on the? Oh, I think, uh, I, think I think Glenn's on the lever. Okay, Cosmo's on and the Glenn, wheel. Glenn, what uh, what percentage do you push that lever forward? Five. Baby steps. Five percent. Baby steps. Well, you 5%. did ask. You did ask what percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you notch that thing, uh, just like one ratchet forward. Uh, and you can feel this thing click into gear, and you, uh, from beneath the waves, uh, well, the waves of a lake, so small waves, uh, but either way, uh, you, uh, you, you feel something, like, kick to life, and you see just bubbles start to gurgle out from underneath the ship, um, as the, uh, you begin to move forward at a slightly faster clip, um, just barely, uh, like a trolling motor almost at this point. Perfect. Um, but that's, but that's what's happening, and Again, it's it's loud, but at the same time, when you're not directly next to the engine, it's not like it's echoing off of the Von Hurst lock. It's just kind right. of you're louder than you would be if you were going just by sail. But at the same time, you're already moving twice as fast, and you're on five percent. So it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, helping. Cosmo, do you want to like do some practice turns, get a feel for the ship? Figure you know now's a good time at this speed, and I'm I'm gonna obey your command about speed so if you want to go faster or slower you let me know but sure oh uh, yeah this this seems like a great uh great opportunity just get a feel to, yeah get a feel for it then eh and uh cosmo is just gonna take a quick gander out in front of him see if he sees anything uh roll me a perception check <sighs> we don't see jack shit i'm not gonna tell you that much seven <laughs> It's foggy. I mean, it's it's misty. Like I said, it's it's not like overwhelming, uh, but like you couldn't see like a mile away from you due to the like the mist. It's like it's 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 like um like maybe your your vision's like a half mile, something like that. So like right. it, it's it's I mean you, still you don't see, see but anything. not too far. 
yeah, it just it's it's one of those things that's like slightly opaque. So the further out you get, it definitely is uh, impairing your vision long, in long distance sense. Okay. All right. Seems like there's nothing immediately around us. So Cosmo's gonna maybe give it like a quarter turn to the right. Okay, uh, you turn it a quarter turn, and uh, I think that Rangrim, uh, as you're dragging uh, Yuri down below, I think he like slides to the side a little bit as Cosmo turns, as the ship kind of like, you know, kind of lists a little bit to the left, um, and uh, yeah, I, I think I mean, the the ship maintains uh, it, it, you know, it's it's able to uh, make this turn. Like I said, it's not you're not moving, you're you're like a trolling motor at this point, uh, but it is uh, you're definitely moving. Uh, Cosmo will bring it back to center. Mm-hmm. All right, Glenn, turn it up a notch. All right, another five percent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you go. I mean, it does a five percent. So, like, um, you're, you're, you know, the the sails. I think you watch them kind of billow backwards a little bit. Like they're not actually catching as much wind now as you're kind of moving forward. Um, they're almost becoming more of a drag than they are actually uh, a benefit <laughs> at this uh- point. But you're Winston, do, do me a favor and uh, roll up them sails. Uh, he, he goes over there and is just like, as fast as he possibly can, his hands are slipping off him a little bit. Um, his, uh, his his tarp falls off of him. He's, he's like, as he's doing this, and he starts shivering again, but he gets the sails up. Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you. Right. Um... I, I would love to get to Rangrim's scene, so let's. Like, I would love to wrap up uh, what... What 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 would you like to turn it up to, uh, be, what, so that I can? Do you want to leave it at ten percent uh, while I go do 11. that scene? Turn it up to eleven. No 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 uh, no. Eleven percent. That's just barely a click. But uh, <laughs> all right all right, Glenn. This feels good. Give it two more clicks and let's get moving. All right, Glenn's gonna move it to twenty percent. Another ten percent. Two clicks. Okay. A click is now five percent. Um, and then. It's going to take about 10 minutes to do this, but Glenn is going to be casting um, Summon Familiar and is going to be summoning Poe, but in a specific form. So we can wait to see what happens with Rangrim. Perfect. Sounds lovely. Um, You turn up to 20%, you feel the the ship actually kind of start to do the thing where, like, the front of it lifts up a a little bit off the the water, like, almost like a speedboat, as it kind of doubles in speed faster than any uh, normal sailing ship uh, has generally gone. Um, So you feel the the back of the ship kind of duck, pull down into the water a little bit as the front kind of picks up. Um, And, yeah, I mean, you guys are... You guys are cruising at a good at a good clip now, um, and it seems to be sustainable. The, the engine doesn't seem to be rattling apart. And Rangrim, you would have the best, uh, you know, kind of view of that because uh, you have dragged Yuri down below deck, uh, and I assume shut the door behind you. Um, as uh, you know, just uh, just the sounds of you know, kind of the waves with the back, the open back area behind you, and the uh, the kind of rattling and uh, roar of the engine. Um, as uh, as Yuri is still uh, face down um, with a few more bumps and bruises uh, than he did before you rolled him down the stairs. But um, what are you doing with Yuri? Um, so I'd like to... I have some manacles on me already, but I'd like to fashion some so his wrists are together, but pinned to the deck of the ship. Mm-hmm. And his okay. legs are set between him. He's almost crisscross applesauce, but his like legs aren't actually crossed. And his feet are also bolted to the bottom of the ship 
And then I just got the biggest. The, if there was a comfy chair on the ship, I dra- I drug it over and just was sitting in front of him for a while. Okay. <clears throat> and then if I got bored waiting for him to wake up, like several buckets of seawater on him. Okay. Yeah, I think you 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 pull this like kind of moldy armchair over. That's like it's it's definitely like got moss growing on it. That's in in certain areas. But you can tell like it was probably a nice leather chair at some point that. Who knows where Noah got it from? But he just kind of—it's been down below deck for a while. Uh, he pulled that over in front of uh, in front of Yuri, and uh, after getting kind of tired of waiting for Yuri to wake up, you uh, you reach over the side of the the ship and just plop a, a bucket of water right into his face. And I think he just immediately like splutters and goes, Ugh. "Oh, oh I had the most terrible dream of these." And he opens his eyes uh, and sees you and goes, Hey, bud. And he, like, shakes his manacles and goes, Oh, no. This is, um... What's this? is quite a predicament Yuri has himself in now, huh? <laughs> you got to laugh at these, situ- these situations when you get into them. Ah, uh, you do. Oh, I understand that. Rengar's gonna light a cigarette, but you have a smoke, Yuri. Oh, uh, no. Uh, smoking is for losers. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, that's I'm, that's that is what my mother always told me, anyways. So. You really getting you really getting points for uh, yourself here, there, my friend. Um, so you know who we are, right? Um, is this a trick question? Or are you trying to? Trick no, this is, a, this is this? A, no, this is a straight question. You yeah. know who we are. Yes, uh, you're the ones uh, try to make the emperor go long sleep. Yes. No, that's what you think. I mean, but you know who we are, so you understand that if I wanted to, I could just magically make you tell me all your secrets, right? Um. Well, I'm not a hundred percent with your prepared spells, but I will assume from your threat that uh, yes, you may be able to do so. You are correct, sir. I don't have that spell prepared, so we're going to have to do some things the old-fashioned way, if you catch my mean and Yuri. Uh, yes, now, Yuri sees where you're going with this, but um, let me uh, let me say, maybe we don't, don't need to do this. We be, like I said, we can be friends, we can, you, maybe I'm we can listening. even eventually let Yuri go, we become pen pals. I'm uh, listening, Yuri. This is listen, what I'm here li- for, my friend. Listen, so I mean, you do not want to kill Yori. Yori has family, little, uh, little Mia, little—I can't remember the other person's name. Inside check. <laughs> uh, is Yori lying uh, about having a family? <laughs> my wife Anya, my 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 child Mia. You will not want to deprive them of their their father and and husband. Yes, would you? You just doing... told us earlier today you were going on a date, Yuri. Are you doing inside check? Yeah, I'm so I'm absolutely inside checking them. Okay, good. I'll give you advantage on that. Uh, well, my passive insight is twenty. Ah, that's fine. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Yes, you see, you are very, you are very smart. You don't have to do better than that, Yuri. Yes, I um, uh, Yuri is alone. I must admit, but uh, I, I maybe one day, and 
Uh, it's going to be much more difficult if uh, Yori is at the bottom of the lock. So maybe we come to an agreement. I, <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm I happy agree. to tell you, you, you whatever you need. You're useful right now. And I would remind you that you might know a bit more. But there's like a, there's a scared little scrap on the top of this deck right now. That, I mean, if you don't tell me what I want to hear, I mean, he absolutely will. He'll tell me anything. If nothing, to just confirm the shit you've already told me. So, let's just uh, make Winston. sure we're not lying to each other anymore, Yuri, right? Oh, no, no. Yuri will always tell you the truth. But that Winston, he is, cool. he is one tough customer. He has been trained by some of the most, most elite soldiers. And you will not get a, a single thing out of him. So, all you have is Yuri to trust. Oh, fuck, Jerry. You know what? I kind of like you. So, like, let's say if we can get out of this without... With you still having all ten of your fingers and toes, right? Um, may, may... I like this. I like where this is going. Does... May I make a request? Uh, no. No, actually. Okay. I was going to say it's going to be... It is a bit uncomfortable with, with Yori's wiener and butt out, and uh, maybe could use some clothes, but um it's uh it's it's up to you i'm pretty sure i have yuri i mean i, I love i love your candor everywhere the, the banter the banter is great but i don't think you understand the means of torture my friend this is not supposed to be comfortable for you i see this is part of your plan ah yes okay i understand i'm i'm i we are sympathetic with your torture i'm in the torture state of mind now begin your torture Ray Grimm's gonna like mutter to himself like this motherfucker thinks I'm bluffing. No, listen, right. I am I am right here. All right, Yuri. Just... How did you how did you know? How did you and your men know to wait for us in Whitport? Oh, well, this is an easy one. We did not know you were going to be there. <laughs> It's, yeah, this was just a happy coincidence. The, it's I was on the things around his wrists. Oh no! <laughs> okay, um, uh, they. Uh, I think he just starts. I think he just starts yelling. Um, uh, and uh, do you, I mean? I don't think he's gonna do much more than yell while you're uh, still burning him. So do you? Yeah, stop then I'd like chill out. But yeah, I'm sorry, mate. Uh, you were saying Ooh, that's was that's, that's a spicy one. Oh, it's. Oh, it's like, huh? oh my goodness. Okay, so we got a, uh, we like, got a long time before we get to where we're supposed to go. Where is it that you're going, by the way? Oh, like way out in the middle of the sea. Okay, this is like well, about three, four days journey, I think. Actually, well, we are oh, on five, a, five days. We have made it to the ocean, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, we're going straight out directly into the ocean. Five days at least. Hmm. That is pretty, um, well, I'm, I would not argue with you. No, I know that you know everything that you are doing. I'm just, I had thought that the lock was uh, a landlocked body of water, but it's okay. No problem. Uh, maybe you have magic boat. But let's, I, I will happily, okay, listen. I, I see how you're getting mad, and I can see that. Yuri, we could, I could, I could circle this lock for three days, mate. Yuri would not enjoy this, so maybe we, uh, Listen, listen, I I do not enjoy the torture. This is no surprise to anyone. I 
we did not know that you were going to be there. We were, I happened to stumble across that, that whatever, the, the, the thing, the small one, and he with his boat and he was waiting there. It was very suspicious. And we were just maybe having a bit of fun and- um, Inside check. Okay. It, uh, I, I mean, I'll just do your passive. Uh, he, is, he is telling the truth. He seemed to have stumbled across. Uh, I mean, I think it is no surprise to you that uh, Yuri is no mastermind and just happened to seemingly be there uh, and was probably part of just a crew that was, uh, that was doing their rounds uh, and happened to come across a, a dwarf that was sitting suspiciously by their boat and because of Noah's level of inebriation probably wasn't able to make up a good <laughs> reason for why he was there. Um, and uh, you guys All right. kind of... Well, well, that's that's fair, Yuri. I'll get that. Um, Alright, next question. Before I get the mean guys upstairs, I mean, you clearly got there like, we're going somewhere and I'm full of shit. It's all like you, but um, give me a real reason why I don't just tie weights to your feet, throw you off the boat. Ah, uh, yes. Well, now we've come to the real scene. So it seems like people in your position who are kind of running afoul of the law, trying to, you know, make certain or maybe not to make certain high up ranking people in the empire go bye bye. Maybe you'll need a friend on the inside. Yuri could be this for you. Well, Yuri, you're kind of speaking my language, mate, but... No, that was in common. I I kind of fucking like you, Yuri. That's all right. Well, um... Give me a second. The ring room's going to go above deck. Okay. Um... Could you get me a what? Okay. Yeah, no. Brandon's going to go above thirsty. deck. And so is Glenn currently manning the controls? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I would say that like it it's a ratchet system where it kind of goes into gear and, and clicks and holds there. So it's not like you have to sit there and hold it. But yeah, you I mean, seems like Glenn's right next to it. All right, Glenn. Um, I only asked him one question, but he says he gave us the skinny on the Empire's movements. Um, that whole subterfusion kind of thing is more your kind of deal. I mean, you tell me if it's of any use to us, and if not, I'll throw him off the boat. Does he uh, seem genuine in that he was willing to help us or is it more of a once we're out of line of sight he's gonna go run off and tell everybody where we're at uh probably both of them so like i mean i can keep torturing him but that's not really my speed and he's gonna shoot a look over at winston but he told me everything about you mate (laughs) um intimidation check with advantage That intimidation, that's a whopping 13. Um, I think it's enough still for our boy Winston, um, who just like immediately starts to like go back to uh like 
pretending to uh, you know fix rigging that is not attached to anything at all. Um, and uh, you can see that there's seemingly more wetness uh, down down the leg of this individual as you uh, you know you don't know he's probably incredibly dehydrated at this point. Probably. <laughs> well, I uh, I think Yuri strikes me as the type of individual that uh, realistically we probably want on our side but might take a little too long to convince him that our side's the right side. So what if you uh, maybe add on a, a couple more shackles and we just keep them locked down there. If we run into another ship. We'll maybe have some leverage. You could ask him if there's like a, like a code word on the water for like friendly, probably like a call and response the same way we did with the, uh, Breaking branch and elves, so maybe that's a good see. That's a good idea. That's why I come to you for these things. You'd have you got a big old like a big elf brain kind of thing going on. I, have I was just like, well, like who people. sent you? And then he said, no one. I went, fuck. I got no more questions. I mean, it's a good starting question. It's it's where most most conversations will lead eventually. So the fact you came out swinging was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I would say see if there's a code word for like friendly shit. Or if there's like a flag we're supposed to be flying, it says, you know, we're part of the empire, but I think he's going to be a lot more trouble than he's worth if he happens to break out. So reinforce however he's restrained or, you know, looks at Cosmo and says quietly, he's like, you know, you could always just reinforce it to death. But uh, yeah, see if there's a code word and just make sure he's not going to cause any problems. All right. Are you always uh, using these? And there's like, I imagine there's just some loose chains in like a bucket. Uh, I already have my bucket of chains. Cosmo, you have yours? Uh, I don't need a bucket of chains, but um, why don't I join you down there for a minute and see if I can... Uh, oh, no, help. Cosmo, you don't, you don't need to be bothered with such things. You, you just work no, no, on no 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 it's, boat. it's all right it's all right Real, like close that. <laughs> real quick just just allow me right. this this one one involvement i won't stay long and then you can just have him for the rest of the all time. right all right all right and glenn's gonna simultaneously he's gonna have one mage hand on the throttle and then he's gonna be like holding the two so if i do need to like stop <laughs> i can okay pull it oh hold Sounds it good Hold her, hold her steady, Glenn. I'll let you know if we're going the wrong direction. Perfect. Uh, I do a perception we, we check while they... way back down. I, I, Yuri, it's your lucky day. I just went upstairs to ask my mates whether I should just toss you into the fucking lock or not. And this guy seems to think that I shouldn't. So now we're going to have an exercise in who <laughs> is the more correct dwarf. Yep. The one yep. that wants to throw Yuri in the lock or the one that says Yuri shouldn't get thrown in the lock. How we doing there, mate? And then Cosmo is just going to like give a little neck crack. <laughs> Ooh. I, I have to say that um not very good. I'm pretty sure I have at least 100 splinters in both my, my butt and my balls. <laughs> uh, that sounds terrible. Tell this us what you... Uh, bad. It's Tell pretty us. bad. It's I'm going to have to pull them out once at a time. It's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, well, tell us what we need to know, and uh, maybe it'll be easy for you then, eh? And uh, Cosmo... I have literally been so compliant. It's still, I have got the burns, 
and all of the splinters again in my butt and my balls and my wiener. Terrific. Well, I just need to be sure. And Cosmo is going to uh, snap his fingers and cast a zone of truth. Okay, awesome. Uh, you guys both have to save for that as well. <laughs> and also Glenn, because he's up right directly above you in the zone. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yep, sure do. Oh, Jesus Christ. Glenn just I was lying muttering. about those zone of truths, Bobby. I had the wizard weed the whole time. It was a when, fugazi. Uh, and now we all got to tell is... the truth to this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is that a wisdom saving? What though? is the save? It's a or charisma actually, is it save. Creatures? No, it or says no, until the spend, a creature that enters the spell's area must first, for the first time on a turn, yeah, or whatever. It's it's everyone. It's a ten it's foot. Everybody. It's a ten it's foot just, radius, I believe. It's actually oh, let's bigger. Oh, dude, it's, my it's a, dope. It's a fifteen foot area. <laughs> okay, Winston is also in it then, if that's the case, because sure. he's definitely. This is definitely a small boat. It's only, um, it's only 10 dirty, minutes, so... I got a dirty 20 on that charisma save. You save. I got a 9. You don't uh, save. It's a good thing you're Winston, not talking. Winston got a 17, a 15 plus 2. Uh, and Winston are upstairs, just, like, divulging childhood. Oh, my God. I, Winston I'm fails. Excited. I'm going to roll for... he. Oh, he fails with a 17? Yeah. Damn. Okay, oh, yeah. let's roll for Yuri. Uh, Cosmo's make, charm gonna, is so high. I'm going to make this a public roll. Let's see it. Oh, no, I'm rolling two now. Oh, God. I don't need... No, not two. Not three. Oh, God, now there's 14. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that is a 15 plus three, 18. For me to beat. He's the only one that didn't get affected. <laughs> uh, no, Rangrim and oh, no, I both saved. Rangrim's good, yeah. I will screenshot this. I did it in D&D Beyond, but I realized I did it to self, so I, I don't think that you can see it. Mm. Um, but I will. Winston, uh, I, I will feel share. like I should tell you that I never knew my dad. I don't know why I wanted to tell you that. <laughs> I am so scared right now. I have peed myself so many times. I've also done number two. It's very uncomfortable. I mean, if it makes you feel better, there's water on the side. You could probably just drink some if you want. But if you jump in, I will kill you. Uh, okay, um, maybe I'll just like lower myself off a little bit and clean off. Maybe that'll be good. He's uh, he starts like holding himself off the side and like just like letting the water brush past him and just kind of clean him off a little bit. Um, see if he holds on. That's seaside bidet, man. That's pretty close. I think he starts to slip and then comes back and goes, oh god, and it comes back on uh, the, the boat because he definitely rolled a three. Uh, to hold himself on the side, uh, which is definitely not enough, and so he starts slipping. Uh, but I'm not going to make you guys have to play save Winston. Uh, oh, I would I just kill him. Yeah, that was, that was kind of my mindset was if he tries <laughs> and he fails, <laughs> he, he dies. So um, no, so he's uh, he's he pulls himself back on barely, uh, and uh, now he's just more wet, covering his tarp, um, but at least cleaner. Sure. Um, but uh, but Yuri is uh, down below. Goes, now that was not that was a that was quite the spell there, young man. That was uh, is it got a little tingle in my brain? It felt nice. Great. Well, now we get to do this the hard way, then, huh? And uh, wait, what are you talking about? Uh, I think right as those. Oh, shit. He was supposed to be the good cop. 
Uh, right as he fails, I think Cosmo uh, gives him a slap on the face. Ow! Well, that was um, that was rude. Now why didn't? Now this is I don't know if you know, but not the best way to start making friends. I thought you were the good cop, the good dwarf, the bad dwarf. Which one is which? I need that's, to know. That's what I thought. Tags, I thought maybe? it was gonna be the whole thing. It, like I was gonna be the guy threatening you with torture, and he was gonna try to save you. But so are you now <laughs> apparently, the good dwarf? Yuri. No, Yuri. Apparently, <laughs> you fucked my guy. Ah, so it, I see. Those, it's kind of a bad dwarf, bad dwarf kind of situation. It's, yeah, a uh, little bit. So it's quite a pickle. What, um, what sort of forces do the Empire out of have out on the lock? Um, well, boats, I think. Um, You're gonna need that... to start being a little bit more specific, there, uh, friend, or you might start um, losing some uh, appendages. See, that's that's now you're speaking. Uh, well, you're still speaking common, but you're speaking a language that Yori understands well, which is also common, but also, um, well, manipulation, I guess. Uh, but I mean, for the most part, in plain English, to say, um, they are borrowing the boats from the fishermen going out into the and using them to, I would say, borrow. They probably will not give them back, but they are uh, using them to. Uh, so it's it's kind of a uh, you know a mix of different vessels that are out here, but um, you know for the most part it's going to be many of them that are coming from the south, uh, maybe a few that are coming from uh, the east and other small fishing villages. But uh, I Rangram's don't know. like rolling out sure. a little like parcel that has a bunch of his like pitons and like hammers and like blacksmithing tools on. I was like, oh no, can. Oh, continue. This is this is riveting with the lack of information you're giving us. Continue. I know I'm dumb as shit, and I know cardinal directions too. All right. Okay. What are they? Okay. Uh, what are they looking for then? What are they looking for? They're well. They are. I don't know actually. See, I'm not very helpful, I guess. Um, but that's not my own fault. I don't know why they are out here. I think that I I had In assumed that we had been given. We have been given orders, and of course, you know, Yori is very important, so has all of the information, but we had been given orders to to maintain a perimeter uh, around the lock to make sure that no one was using it as a way of travel uh, to get from side to side and kind of just to monitor what is going on. I It seems like there is kind of... Um, let's say firm grip that is being uh, given to the uh, the continent of Sakal in the in the uh, kind of in the most more recent past insight check okay uh, roll me insight check 19 uh, yeah so for the most part it seems like Yuri is, is telling you guys the truth um, he he doesn't he was lying to you about how much he knows he doesn't seem like he's a very high-ranking official. <laughs> By any means, um, he's probably a captain, which is like says slightly above what Winston is on the on the top there. Um, so I he he seems like maybe uh, his his information seems to be that he was that the the empire is just ha it basically widening their net of presence and kind of like uh, you know like you said having a more firm grip uh, in Sakal, um, but that 
it doesn't seem like, as far as he knows, any real reason why there are a lot, like why there are ships out on the Von Herzlock other than just to have a presence there and not allow people to traverse it uh, without like, you know, being watched essentially. Uh, Cosmo stands up and turns to Rangrim and just is like, well, I think he's told us all that he knows. You can probably just throw him over or do whatever with the pitons if you want. Well, I think he's out too. And Rangrim's going to put one of the pitons right over one of his feet and reach over to his right and go, oh, God damn it. Like he's holding it on his foot. Like it's touching like the top of his foot, like digging in a little bit. And he's like, yeah, fishing around for him. Oh, come. Oh, Cosmo, will you toss me your hammer real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, now, listen, listen. Okay, no, li- listen, listen. Can I, do we get a vote? Because I, Yori votes no to the uh, hammer. Uh, uh, I would <laughs> like to say no, thank you. Um, this is the foot I use. This is my favorite foot. Of the two that I have, this is my favorite one. All right, well, in a two against one vote, we can do the other foot then. No, oh, now oh, listen. Okay, so give me, listen. I still need your hammer, Cosmo. This other foot, it is best friend of this foot. <laughs> Do not like to be alone, so maybe you leave both of them to be there. Uh, you know, you do not want to leave the foot by itself. And also, I am. Uh, it's going to be difficult to throw me overboard if I am attached to the ship. So maybe you let Yuri go. We be friends. I be your inside scoop into the Empire's oh. interworkings. We Clearly, will, I will give you all of the information you need. Clearly, with all of the expert information you know that they're doing out here, you are the guy to have on the inside. Clearly, you're well, the one. Well, maybe, well, maybe if you could, uh, if you let Yuri know what you're looking for, maybe Yuri knows if he knows anything about it. But you tell Yuri nothing, and Yuri tells you everything. This is not a. This is. I do not know if you've had friends in the past, but this is not how you treat them. Oh, uh, I have oh, had right, friends. Yuri. You are not one of them. So uh, it, I I agree. Listen, he's gonna be a hard one to win over. You 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 got me, mate. And I'm gonna put like a like a manacle that I shaped like around his neck and take the other ones off. Oh, listen, oh that one. Uh, I took the other ones off you, mate. That's beyond my control. This guy over here. I mean, if you fuck with us, he's just gonna make your head. It's gonna be gone. He can do it like like that. Like, if you betray us or something, just don't do it. And you get over this, squeaky clean, we take this off. You go off, go on that date with that girl you were talking about. Or not, that's fine. Well, these are These are all good things you were saying to you. Don't piss off that guy. I might kind of be a dick, but if there's one thing that Cosmo hates, it's a fucking liar. And a betrayer. Like, he, he will kill you if you, you, you pull a dirty one on us. Well, I am pretty sure that uh, your your spell failed and you all have to tell me the truth, so I believe everything that you're saying. Oh, yeah, shit. Did that happen? Yeah, it did. <laughs> we didn't all fail, but he doesn't know that. I know, I'm just kidding. That was me okay. breaking the Ring. fourth wall here. <laughs> Ringroom also did not feel that. Yeah, I'm terrible. I, I hate spiders. Um, so he has one manacle off, not the other one. No, I took all of them off. He just okay. has one around his neck that I told him that Cosmo can make his head explode with it at <laughs> okay. will. Okay, I see. Okay, gotcha. So, I running manned him that he's gotcha. got a head exploding collar 
whether or not Cosmo can actually do that, listen. he doesn't know. Listen, listen. Okay, so I like the progress that we are making. It's feeling like, and he kind of like goes to like to to pat uh, to pat uh, like Rangram to pat you on the shoulder. I uh, like to give you like a like a like. Listen, it sounds like we are making some very good progress here. I think we are becoming closer as friends, and now it's okay. I wear this um, this exploding collar. I'm I have no intention of making you angry. I also don't think that I will be able to swim very far with this on. I will probably end up going neck first to the bottom of the lock. So maybe we give Yori clothes and we call it a day, and Yori help you out. Oh yeah, that's fine. I mean, you can get some clothes, but I mean, that thing's not leaving your neck. And that's you're right; it would suck to swim with that. Swim with that. So, like, maybe don't fall in the water. No, maybe I you know, this... pat him on the back and then leaves the room. <laughs> he winces uh, as all the uh, splinters that are in his back from being dragged down the stairs. Say, as you slap them. Say, uh, Yuri, there are all these uh, people out on boats. They're on the fishermen's boats. Any known code words or signs or any way of formally communicating within the boats? Oh, yes, of course. They're going to use the, the regular uh, the regular imperial vernacular for, for code signing. Um, and uh, he, I'm just going to tell you that he tells you some common words that he would be using. I'm not going to make up an entire code language, but you know it now. Uh, he tells you a few just general ones. Those ones that you need, those are the ones he told you. Those are exactly right. the ones that you need. Um, and uh, just, oh, and what else could be helpful to you is, um, I mean, if you are to, I mean, and this is just because you're, just because we are such good friends, you and Yori now, Maybe if you could, um, I don't know where you would get one, but if you could put up a flag that looks like you are from the Empire or something like this, uh, because, I mean, everyone else is also driving around in these kind of little weird boats that don't match. It is not kind of, a, you won't stand out if you're flying the flag of the Empire, but again, I don't know where you would get one. I'm not a seamstress myself, <laughs> but I, um, who knows? Maybe you find one. Who knows? It's a weird world we live in. Well, um, uh, Cosmo would incite the code words to make sure he gave them to us, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, it seems. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to make you roll for it. Uh, Yuri, still, I'm just, just to make, just for ease of, of, seems of fair. you know, you, you guys have tortured Yuri and have uh, incited him enough that he is now just going to tell you the truth. Perfect. Great. Well, um, tell you what. Have a look around. See if uh, we find a flag. Otherwise, uh, do whatever Rangrim says. Is Rangrim still yeah. down there? No? You I think out. he went up top. Yeah. Rangrim went up top. Alright, what am I leaving him down here with then? The engine. Uh, the engine, yeah. yeah and the moldy want... chair. And a bunch want... of other crap. There's just a bunch of stuff down there. Like, it just, it looks like... um. It's just also things whole... you can blow up his head. Right, right, right. Think that. Why don't you uh, have a look around over there, over there, across the room, and see if you can find me a flag? Okay. Um, he he starts uh, he starts digging around. I'll roll an investigation check for Yuri. He rolled really poorly. That was a two. So Yuri finds nothing, but he's still looking around. 
<laughs> he pulls uh, it. He pulls a bed sheet out and goes, "Is this helpful?" No. Okay, Yuri will keep looking. Also, this smells terrible. Someone needs to wash it. Uh, so he's just going to continue doing that. I guess Cosmo, you come up above deck. Yuri is still uh, down below, uh, looking through what seems like moldy old bedding for some reason. Um, and uh, the three of you are back on, up on top of the deck. Uh, you come up and you see a very sopping wet Winston, uh, who is readying himself by just like coiling rope and doing other things around the ship. Um, not having been given actual tasks of any kind other than just to help. And now the ship is not being driven by sails, so he can't really do much. Um, so he's just kind of busying himself with, with ship-based tasks. Uh, what the hell do you guys want to do? Uh, Cosmo, we've been riding for a little bit, and does this look like we're going the same direction, the right direction? It's foggy as hell and hard to see. Um, Religion check. Okay. I was going to say, do you want me to roll again? or? Yes, sir. I think I do a perception just to see if I do see anything among the mist. Uh, yep, absolutely. Are you going on top of the? Uh, are you going up on the? Uh, the crow's nest. Uh, not until Cosmo officially takes over the helm. Otherwise, Glenn's still because he can one man speed and. Okay. Uh, turning. Uh, it'd be a twenty-three for perception. Mm, okay, I'm gonna give you a disadvantage because of the mist. Um, that so. makes sense. Roll the uh, roll, roll that again. That is lower, but not by much. The lowest I can roll on perceptions a ten, so twenty. Okay. Um, I'll <laughs> I'll I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask uh, Cosmo to roll his religion, and then I'll give you the uh, uh, fifteen feedback for that. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cosmo, you feel like you guys have gotten slightly off track. Like you've kind of you've started listing. Uh, kind of. You feel like it is like you have gone to the right uh by a decent margin from where you should be going not like a lot but you're off off track you just you feel like you are not directly going where you need to um so there seems to be some adjustments that need to be made uh glenn as you are looking over uh to your far right you swear you see the uh the the tip of another mass but it seems like it's far off and you can only just see the very like very tippy top of it uh to your far right um Cosmo would holler down below and just, all right, Yuri, why don't you bring up the next moldy sheet you find, cover yourself, and uh, come have a seat up on top deck then, eh? Make it quick before I blow your head off. <laughs> Yuri, Yuri moves up. Yuri moves back up uh, from from down below deck um, with a uh, what looks like a like moldy flower pattern duvet. Um, that is uh, that he's covering himself in. Um, it is, it is foul. Even as he walks up onto the ship, like on the upper, you smell it like the, the moldy kind of like musty smell wafting off of the sheet. That's like sharpening your nose. Um, he goes, "Ugh, this is um, at least it's warm, but ugh." Uh, great. Have a sit over there by the by the uh, to the side by the railing. He, he, he sits down the railing, uh, or like on the uh, steps by the railing. You just you hear like a soft "ow" as he sits down because <laughs> um, of the splinters. Oh well, well you know, mate, that's that's no way to uh, treat a prisoner of war. You know what? He here you go, and I'm gonna give him the clothes, the exact robes that we were wearing when we infiltrated the emperor's library. <laughs> Oh, these are, um... Oh, 
Okay, this... Hmm. I'm not going to ask questions, okay. <laughs> he puts them on. I mean, um, like, I mean, you, you were sopping wet and gross, mate. It's a, all right, you know. It's no, a little comfy now, right? Listen, listen. Yuri does not look a gift horse in the mouth. He is thankful. And he puts them on uh, and then sits back down and also again says, ow, when he sits down on the step. <laughs> Uh, Cosmo steps up to the wheel and begins to course correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna make you roll for it. Uh, you are you're following your intuition. You are. I think that it's easy for me to say that you know you're following your gut, whatever that is. But I think with Cosmo, I think this is part of you. I think you've always followed your gut. I think that's how you like ended up following your father's footsteps. I think that's how you found his hammer. I think you found like I think that like Cosmo since a young kid has like followed his his intuition and his gut. And so I think this is more than just like me giving you a MacGuffin and saying like, oh yeah, you're following this you know, you're this, you're this sense that's within you. It's like, no, like Cosmo's always done this. And I, so I think that like you are just like when someone asks you, do you know where to go? You thought about it and you said, yeah. And that's what you're doing is you're, you're just following your, your inner guidance. And that's telling you to go like, you know, kind of go more to the left, um, and kind of course correct. And I think that once you are able to pull it, you know, turn that like maybe 10, 15 degrees, uh, to the left, uh, you, I think you start to feel like it, you start feeling better. Like the, your inner like self just kind of feels like this is right. And then I think that's it. And um, yeah, I, I think honestly, I, to me, it, it's kind of that similar thing that guides Cosmos, you know, decisions and actions, things like that. It's it's a it's a similar inner voice that's telling you where to go. Hmm. All right, well, we're back on uh, back on course, I think, and uh, moving right along. What do you see up there, Glenn? Uh, Nothing in particular minus the nat tw- or the natural or sorry dirty twenty that I rolled that the DM's gonna then tell me about. Oh, uh, well, it was that uh, you saw the top of a ship. Um, so you you saw like the top of the ship in the distance, um, to your right. So you are actually moving further away from it now as as Cosmo course corrected. Um, but you do see that it is it is flying a imperial flag. Like you see the uh, the imperial colors, which just gonna, I think it's I think it's. It's let's just say red it's, and it's something, purple. right? No, I think it was purple and gold and white. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's purple, gold, and right. white. Is those are the colors? Um, and so you see sure. a flag that is that color. God, I really should have locked that down uh, before we, uh, you know. But I'm pretty sure it's purple, gold, and white. Those would be the colors that you saw. Great. Uh, sorry if you've already told me this, but I was having uh, audio issues. Are do we have a flag? Do we have a? Should we be flying one of those? Well, I mean, Yuri didn't find one down below deck, so if somebody else wants to go have a look around, I mean... It... He raises up the moldy uh, duvet, flower duvet, and goes, is this useful? No. Nah, okay. not really. Uh, Should I well, just throw hold, it over? Oh, it smells terrible. Uh, hold that thought, and I'm going to use creation... What uh, spell level is that? Uh, that's really, really high for something <laughs> that we do not need a flag for. I, uh, I have the ability to do this for free, for what it's worth. If you just want to, I think I see Rangram charging up this massive <laughs> magical. Uh, <laughs> all right, oh, oh, all right, all right, Kling. Well, if you have a thing, 
I'm, I'm going to be up here. Anytime I see something coming close, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion, and there is a flag just right next to me, like just kind of clipping through me like a like shitty graphics. <laughs> wow, like that's a, a way like better a use level. of our resources. <laughs> yeah, yeah much trying to uh, come back to life in case you know whatever the hell we're about to run into kills us. Save save your spells, Ranger. Um. I love it. Uh, okay, so just just for brevity's sake, um, I think that you guys continue onwards. Is anyone doing anything while you guys continue to sail, preparing anything in the meantime? Uh, uh, to those... Apart from scaring Winston occasionally, no. <laughs> okay. uh, the only thing I'm, I'm doing I'm to trying main... to keep him on his toes. Maintain Poe. Poe is now in the form of an octopus because water. Okay. okay. And uh, Octopi can... On, on my shoulder, which is a little little octopus, but he's camouflaged, so he's just matching my armor as well. Oh, I love um, it. Just kind of looks like I have a little tumor, but uh, I'm constantly casting shape water because every 30 minutes because he needs to be able to breathe, so I'm just collecting a bunch of the mist around <laughs> me, just like putting a little water scuba tank on him, like a little bubble around him. I love it. Awesome. And when um, the spell wears off and he starts to die again, I just keep doing that. I could cast him away, but I just want a little oc- shoulder octopus. No, that's fair. There's also, as Rangrim, uh, you know, Don't you have kind a of, head uh, octopus that's in the shape of a hat right now? I have a head octopus and a shoulder octopus. I got options. Uh, we we do know, we do, uh, uh, Rangrim already uh, established earlier that there are about 14 buckets on this ship, too. So if you need to put them in a bucket of water, you could also do that. Um, but either way, I love your, uh, I love your, your use of the, uh, you know, the water spell. Um, the mist. The mist. Uh, so, Rangrim, just just roll me a uh, roll me an intimidation check uh, with advantage, uh, just to see how much you uh, scare Yuri, uh, not Yuri, um, Winston, in this intervening time while you guys continue to travel. That would be a uh, intimidation. That's a fifteen. Okay. Um, just lightly, yeah, I think... lightly spooky. Yeah. What are you uh, What are you doing to scare him? Give me Give me a little flavor. No, like I'm just like walking by him on like the deck of the ship and going like, like yeah, just, two like, for flinching, <laughs> like, two for flinching, real quick. Uh, definitely flinches, uh, definitely flinches constantly, um, and drops his like spool of rope that he's been working on for a while, and then like has to pick. His, you hear like, uh, and then he like goes and starts like picking it up again and like starts spooling it again. It's like a very long thing, of, uh, long strand of rope, or um, oh my god, spool of rope. And, uh, yeah, so you continue to punk Winston and, uh, as you all continue to travel deeper in and, um, roll me a, um, whoever's keeping uh, guard roll or keeping lookout, roll me another perception check. At disadvantage, right? Yeah. Uh, unless you're up on the crow's nest, which then you would be a straight up and down roll. Okay. Bring her uh, at this point and be looking okay. out as well. So I'll roll was, for the, with was, disadvantage. Yeah, unless you're on the crow's nest, you're going to have disadvantage because you can see above the fog from the crow's nest. Damn it. Okay. Uh, two 12s, so 22. Okay. Dirty, dirty 20. Okay. What'd you get there, Cosmo? A nat 20 Cosmo didn't and a nine. see shit. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm sorry, my guy. Um... Well, I think that that's that's fine anyway. With with Glenn and Cosmo, or with Glenn and Rangrim's perception, uh, Cosmo, you're you're steering. It's you know you're you're 
there are things impeding your view anyway, and it's it's not the best. The, your your mind that's, is focused on on keeping this thing straight and just following your inner intuition. I think that's what's taking your attention. So um, it makes sense that you wouldn't be the one looking out. But um, Glenn Rangram, I think that you with with confidence can say that um, there are like there are a few times when you see some like masts that kind of pass by you in the, in the like kind of far distance, but nothing close enough to um, to be like in like in nothing that's directly in your way um and i don't know it seems it seems serendipitous that there isn't a ship that's directly ahead of you that you are going to be like you know you're following cosmos in intuition and um it almost seems like maybe there's something looking out for you that is helping you to get to to you know to kind of uh navigate these waters um but you know whether that's actually true or whether that just is you know it just kind of luck for the first time in quite some time um you all don't uh you all don't run into anyone that is uh you know close enough where they would be able to grok you uh and and you know ask you what you're doing out there or that you would have to like you know that would even be able to see you. you're just passing as uh, you know two ships passing in the night so cosmo as you're continuing to sail forward i think that you're getting this there's this feeling of like kind of anticipation like it's building it inside of you. And I, I think it's something that like you don't really I think it just feels natural at first, but then um, it kind of starts to get to a crescendo. And then as you're 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 continuing forward, you start to feel like you get to that peak of like anticipation and then it starts to wane. And roll me a, a roll me a religion check. You'd think I remember my plus. I'll give you advantage on this. Sure. I'll give you advantage on this. I think that makes sense. We'll roll it again. Oh, that, that sideways. That's the same. That's fine, though. Uh, 18. Okay. Um, these have been kind of, your religion checks have been kind of slightly building each time, which makes a lot, I think, makes a lot of narrative sense. Um, I think that as you kind of, like, get this feeling of anticipation and then as it kind of starts to wane, you're thinking about it and you're like, that's that's weird that's strange like and then you start to think about it deeper and go oh and you realize that whatever was leading you to a point you you think you just passed it uh cosmo without word is going to crank the wheel to the left while simultaneously turning around and slowing the boat down to like the first click Okay, Holy um, shit, Cosmo! Yeah. Like, I feel like you get we Dex, rocks. Dex oh, I'm at the from, top. Yeah. Yeah. Deck saving throws from uh, Glenn and Rangram, <clears throat> and Yuri and Winston. Wow, uh, that's actually a 19. So Man. much. 25. <laughs> Winston and Yuri both rolled impeccably. Uh, otherwise, I was gonna make one of them go right off the edge, but uh, they rolled a uh, 15 and a 19. So, doing good for Winston and Yuri, uh, who are able to kind of hold on. Um, I think Winston maybe slides across the deck a little bit, uh, but uh, they are, he's able to uh, stay on as well. Um, but Cosmo, you rip this uh, you rip this wheel around, and um, you you the ship like literally rips a 180 degrees around, and just kind of is slowly trolling back towards the area that you just passed. Um. Uh... I think we're I think we're about about there, boys. Uh, should we be dropping anchor? Is there an anchor on this thing? 
Uh, I don't really know. I don't really have time to try and figure that out, but, uh, there's probably uh, an anchor, um, but you are in the middle of the lake. So whether or not the anchor is going to be deep is going to be long enough. Who knows? Right. At least it'll hold us a little bit steady. Uh, and then I think as that kind of maybe mounts back up that kind of inner feeling, I think I would eventually just turn the motor off. And then it's just like silent. Like you, you can just hear like the splashing of waves against the ship, uh, the ship's hull, and um, just kind of like the the silence of the night. Um, I think that this is all like, and again, I want to uh, remind you that like, you know, this like, it's a dead silent night, but it is also punctuated visually by the streaks of light of multicolored light that are still falling from the sky um you know in pretty much every direction there are just these like streaks of multicolored light these like just pearlescent uh meteors that are just like shooting from the sky um as the starfall continues this evening uh this is purely for glenn's knowledge but at the top of the mast um he's kind of thinking to himself the book that he read lets him see or feel and sense interplanar portals within three mm -hmm. miles. Is this within three miles? Are those interplanar portals? Hmm. That's a great question. Does anyone how, know? How high up are they? How high up is sky? That's gonna be a well, that, that, that That depends. That's gonna um, be the inner yeah. atmosphere is like maybe two, seven, like seven less, than a, less than a mile. The inner technically atmosphere. If technically, if you jump, you're in the sky. You know. <laughs> it says seven point five miles to the ah. to, but that's fair. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, I will say this though, Flynn. Um, you already. That's while uh, that's this still book, within what he said. No, three miles. So, oh, I stand correct. So I will say this. Glenn, you already, while reading this book, recognized that you very much believe that the, the 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 what is happening above you, this event, is more than likely interplanar portals. Like you, like there, you've already recognized that. You like three miles be damned. You like you have studied this in depth, and like your best guess, you may not know for a hundred percent certain, but you would be you would. Your best guess is that, yes, that is what that phenomenon is. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, since we're stopped, Cosmo, is it just, are we going under? I mean, uh, we still have water breathing for quite a bit of time. Um, I'm, I'm happy to dive down first. Poe and I are kind of set for that for the time being, too, if you guys want to hold the ship and I could report back, but oh, it's below us. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say, I, just for ease um, of use, I'm going to say that you guys do have an anchor and that it is long enough to reach the bottom. You're able to throw the anchor off. It's able to go down to the bottom. You feel it. it you feel it connect. Um, just for your own knowledge, generally lakes are, I'm just gonna, I looked at what lake depths are. Um, I'll say that you estimate this, this lake is uh, between 100 and 150 feet deep. Do you guys want to go um, down with me first or you want Poe and I to well, scout it out? Uh, just before we go, just a little extra bit of insurance. I'm going to stop for a minute, and I'm going to use my 
ability to create an item, and I'm going to make a brand. And like Coca Cola uh, gonna... or Nike or like a like a cattle brand. Okay. And I'm gonna walk over to Yuri and Winston. Uh, do any of you guys have any type of healing magic? Now listen, listen. I I have very sensitive skin. You do not want. You do not need to do this to Yuri. I bruise like I bruise like a peach. Listen, I, you do not need to do any... Your intimidation, it works. 100%. Oh, so that's in a Winston. You got any healing magic, my friend? Magic? No. And Yuri, uh, Yuri like, points him and goes, Now this one, he is very dangerous. Big time, big time magic user right here. I don't... I, the brand just... The brand says, I sold the Empire's secrets to these people. <laughs> It's just a little bit of insurance. Trust me, when we get back, that's never going to be there. But until we get back, <laughs> it's going to be there. Okay, so just to uh, avoid an uncomfortable scene that we would have to do, I say that we, I, I think that you, you uh, we watch as, uh, I think that as you're holding this brand, I think the, the screen, like, you know, you walk in front of the camera, and then uh, we cut to black, and then Yuri is, like, rubbing his butt, and uh, and Winston is, like, rubbing, <laughs> like, his like his side or something like that, where you've branded him, um, and... Uh, oh, no, and, it's and right on their chest. Like, there's, <laughs> oh, no! there's no missing it. No records. Okay, you see them, no like, records, splashing, yeah. you see them, like, leaning over the ship, like, splashing water on this, on this fresh brand that's on their chest, um, as you walk back over to, uh, to Ray, or to Cosmo and to Glenn, um, that, that are, I guess, standing over by the anchor. Just a little extra insurance, boys. Let's, um, let's, uh, fix our friends to the, to the mast here so they don't go off running and screaming, uh, shall we? Oh, I, they're gonna be doing some screaming, but I I don't think they'll do any. I don't. I don't, I don't need them making any noise while we're down below. <laughs> okay. Oh, I so, agree. Isn't that isn't that right, Yuri? You guys will be extra quiet. He's just gritting through teeth. Goes yes, yes. Yuri is not going to make a peep, except maybe cries of pain. <laughs> well, keep those to a dull roar. All right. You have Yuri's word. It is a very good word. Hey, Yuri, I'm going to be honest. I just don't generally trust you. So why don't you just go stand by the mast and I'm going to throw this rope around you and uh, Winston. I did ask him to bathe at least once today. So the the urine and feces should be at a minimal. I do appreciate this. It's um, this, this, this stench was uh, pretty abysmal. Okay, just please do not do it around around my new tattoo or whatever this is because it is quite painful. I do not I think do. that he is a uh, is a licensed professional when it comes to doing the brands. So I do like around the the neck, so they can't like lower their heads either to like try to chew at knots, and then okay. just all the way down, okay. just completely ones on do one side. You do side it on the, the chest. I, I do. I am respectful. I dodge. I, I okay. listen to the one request they made. Uh, okay, uh, just we you you tie up Yuri. Uh, I I know if you ever had your roll a sleight of hand, it'd be like forty five. So uh, I you you the tie the I knots guess well. Twenty five. So yeah, you you tie the knots <laughs> well, and uh, they are. Um, 
Eh, you know what? Roll it anyway, because in that, on just that see option, if I get the get one. one. I like it. Uh, I like it. So I like it. Gotta roll it. Gotta roll it. Always. Ooh, twenty-five. <laughs> okay. Was that a two? It was a four. Okay. Um, yeah, you roll. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 you tie them. You tie them up. Uh, you tie them up well. No problem at all. And uh, yeah, they are. They are. They are very well fixed to that mast. Um, and uh, you just hear Winston, who is crying, uh, and then uh, Yuri, who is um, who is just sitting there, kind of like singing a, a song underneath his breath now to uh, like to just kind of. Uh, I don't know, entertain himself and Winston, I guess. The song of uh, his yeah. people. What is this song? Yuri's like? people, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I have a lovely bunch of coconuts, twiddly bee. <laughs> then they are standing in the road. I keep going, Fong Tim. Wonderful. Wonderful. No, I'll. I'll Big I'll, one, I'll... small one, some as big as heads. Uh, on that note, Glenn looks at uh, Cosmo and Rangram says, "Well, ready to dive in?" I, th- I think so. Uh, yep. And Glenn just like backflips off the off the boat, double double tucks, and then just perfect dives. Question: Is anyone bringing anything with them heavy to help them dive faster? My armor. Uh, Rangram's existence, like just. <laughs> That's fair. I'm bringing. I, I'm bringing two like heavy armor, two <laughs> shields. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Hundred percent. Bringing you, two uh, water breathing dwarves. Uh, how do uh, how do Cosmo? I feel like Rangrim... like I feel like Glenn like dives in like looking really pretty and like Cosmo and Rangrim like cannonball, and then as <laughs> we're sinking, we just grab his feet. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, awesome. So, you guys jump off this uh, off of this ship, and I, I with the weight of you. Like, you go quick. Like, it's obviously the initial, like, explosion of, of air bubbles, and it's, like, kind of hard to see, and you're getting used to that. Um, but, I mean, you all have dark vision. And you are following the chain down, the chain from this anchor, as you just continue to, like, just sink lower and lower into the darkness of the Von Herslock. And I... Like, it's murky, it's it's creepy, like, you don't see what's below you until it's, like, closer, and that, I think, is very unsettling, especially for a group of people that have, you know, darkness has never really been something that's scary, um, but in this situation, you, your dark vision is not working the way that you, you normally would expect it to, because it is just underwater and so damn dark, and... As you are going down, you're just kind of following the chain, and, and as this kind of darkness is starting to like kind of, um, you know, get more and more dense, um, you start to see something appearing. And as you continue to drop lower, you see this kind of murky form start to take shape. It is indeed a temple. It is. It's probably two to three stories tall. It's not incredibly tall, but. It is, it's like tiered, and you can tell that it is old. It's very, very old. Um, but it's like this kind of tiered square structure that has these pillars running all the way around its exterior. And as you continue to drop, you're seeing like this come into more and more focus. And you can tell that the anchor uh, is kind of towards the, like the front side of the, um, it kind of landed um, maybe 100 feet out in front of this, um, of this, this temple you weren't directly above it but like pretty close like you know within a pretty close range 
Um, but you can see that as you continue to drop lower and lower to the the you know the floor of the the von Hurst lock, um, you can see that there is essentially an entryway that is kind of it's kind of ringed on both sides, like kind of along this entryway by these like partially crumbling pillars um, that are uh, just kind of flanking this walkway that goes all the way up to what looks like these massive like just massive doors that are set into the front of it and in like as you're as you're kind of dropping lower and you land um kind of like dust cloud of like the bottom like kind of the murky mud at the bottom of the von Hurst lock kind of like kind of erupts around you as you finally hit the floor um i think that there's like just sticks and like rocks and like everything's just kind of covered in this filth all the way along the bottom just like this it looks like an alien landscape on the bottom of this water and like you can probably see like there like I, I think you're you're 60 feet of dark vision i'm gonna give it to you but like there is just like you can see light coming down from the top that's kind of illuminating this temple but like you're gonna have to get a little bit closer before you're able to, gonna be able to see things in more detail but you can tell like there is an entryway ahead of you um and uh, there seems to be something like there's a symbol that is like kind of slightly shining and pearlescent that seems to be embedded into that front door on the front of this temple um but you all are 100 and like you know 120 feet or so below the uh the surface of the water i think your ears are like painful i think that is like a very uncomfortable situation that you guys are currently in um and even though you can breathe like this is like your movement is halved like it is it is not a good situation um it's literally like you know i guess the opposite of walking on the moon everything feels very heavy how are you guys approaching this can i glenn do an investigation check um because we've landed on soot that has like billowed <laughs> can glenn check to see if there's any other patterns of like disruption among the silt on the ground like if there's any other dramatic shifts uh roll an in investigation okay uh dirty 20. um I think that as you're looking down um, into, you know, onto the floor, I think that you see um, a number of like disturbances, uh, but you don't, nothing large, like nothing, no, nothing that looks like a huge like track of something moving. Um, but you can like, even as you're looking around, you see something that was like down below the silt, like take off, like out and mm. like leave a big trail of silt. Like there's, there's, there are things down here that are on the bottom. You see like some crabs that are just kind of like, like sidewalking and like eating something and then like continue across. Um, like there's there's definitely creatures down here, but there's nothing that immediately right now makes you think that there is, you know, something that's about to, you know, chomp you. Question. This is more of like a rules question. If you know a spell, but it's not prepared, what does that do? Can you not cast it? means Correct. you would need to prepare it when you sleep yeah so a long, a long rest, rest is like when you can restart him long rest you have to prepare it for that day i appreciate your honesty though and not just casting <clears throat> it and not telling me it wasn't that it was prepared yeah of course of course, um, course, course but like you can't prepare you cannot cast spells that are not prepared no not only until you take a long rest only ritual casters could which are yes. like wizards and uh, clerics i think well, even you still can't even cast that as a ritual if it's not prepared. 
Ah, gotcha. You can, you can ritual cast it, but preparing a spell and knowing a spell are two totally different things. You have to have the mm. spell prepared to cast it because other spellcasters don't even have that. They only have like the spells they know. Okay, right. Uh, it got, I'm happy to uh, go take a closer look. If you guys want to stay by the chain, then maybe I can see what's going on with whatever that the glowing orb is. Unless you guys want to stick together, we can also do that too. But whatever we're about to do, it needs to be done stealthily as as possible. So we need to go as a group, or you can let Poe and I move out first. Your call. Uh, you guys can all talk by the way <laughs> yeah we're not gonna yeah, we're gonna play that <laughs> we're not terrible playing. for yeah not gonna be that's terrible for audio yeah so i think uh Rangram would tell glenn and poe to like maybe scout the area but Rangram's gonna continually move forward like he's not swimming like i'm sunk to the like the seabed, like slowly dredging. Yeah. So you're, like, I'm not. You're up. You're six inches deep. Like you're you're up to your ankles in this muck. I'm trudging in silt yeah. and like yeah, like, same. So I'm letting him know. Like, go ahead, scout ahead. But I'm still trudging forward. Perfect. Yeah, Glenn's yeah. gonna just swim ahead then, um, stealthily, and Poe yeah, will also check. swim stealthily. Um, two two stealthy pals. I don't have an advantage on stealth. I don't know. I'm grabbing two dice. What? Uh, a bunch. Uh, twenty three. Yeah. Okay. Twenty three. Um, awesome. I love it. So, <clears throat> you. Uh, I mean, silent. I think that. I think you're pretty. I think you're pretty quiet. I, I think that like there's not a lot of air to displace. So really, you're not making a lot of noise underneath the water and i think you're just you know kicking across and like moving pretty silently and you're moving like you know you're still moving at a slower pace but but at the same time like you are you're making progress forward and, and poe is kind of like swimming alongside you doing the normal like like he's well equipped for moving silently um and i'm not even gonna make you roll for him uh you know rolling sil uh, moving silently underwater here um but yeah i mean you are able to cover the distance um up to get a little bit closer to the front of this uh, of this temple, and as you do, you start to see that the silt seems to stop, like almost like it is being like kept away from the from the ground as you get closer to the front of this temple. Um, it literally the silt kind of just like hits a point, and then there's just a a line where the silt is not covering the floor anymore. And you see that instead it is just these like white stones that are like in, in the darkness, obviously like in your grayscale you're seeing in, you know, you, you see just like, you can tell that they're lightly colored, but they are not, they are like pristine. Um, and this pathway up to the front is like, like I said, lined with these columns that are kind of crumbling on top. And you can see that there's like crumbling pieces on the bottom. Um, but aside from that, they are not dirty. They are just like, this whole thing is, is is very pristine. And as you start moving forward into this, do you move into the clean area? That's a good question, actually. So I have a feat called Blind Sense. And if I, I am able to hear, 
I'm able to hear I'm aware of the location of any hidden or invisible creature within 10 feet of me. Okay. Um, I will I will keep that in mind. Throwing um, that out there. Yeah, I appreciate you telling me that. There is nothing within 10 feet of you that is um, that is invisible or... Uh, but I will let you know. Um, invisible or hidden. When, um, when do you when did you get blind sense? Is that from your is that a rogue feat? Yeah. Yeah, it's tight. Uh <laughs> level 14. Yeah. Uh yeah, Glenn once there's like a change in silt um because Glenn's like swimming about the bottom and he's not going much faster than the dwarves, you know, he doesn't have a ton of time, but Glenn's going to like because the glowing orb is in f- like further down past correct so if you are still so if you are still in the silty area then yes you see that there is like a kind of glowing on the door um but but let me know when you've passed like if you pass through that into the uh into the area the the other like the non-silty area the clean area and it looks like it's just a straight up door it like looks a like door a door with it's the... a huge ass door. Yeah, it's it's probably it's probably a good twenty feet high. I, th- I okay. think wow. I think uh, Cosmo would make his way over to it. Um, to the door or to, no to the where the soot <clears throat> ends. Um, okay. Do I get the feeling like that that sense inside of him is like this is it? Yes. This is that area. It's pulling. It's pulling you forward. Yes. Um. I go Glenn for would it. Be... I, I step. I step. As as he's doing that, Glenn swims up because he knows that the ground is covered, and Glenn is trying to figure out what is causing the disruption of silt and okay, not silt. Uh, Glenn, uh, you you roll up, uh, you you swim up, and and I think as you do so, it like disturbs the silt and like makes kind of like a like a mist, like more like more silt is like in the water around you and kind of like obscures the vision even more. As you swim forward, Cosmar, take a step forward because you're walking on the bottom. You take a step forward past this this line, and when you do so, the obscuring of any kind of like contaminants in the water is just gone. Like, it seems, like, dimly lit. Like, it is not as dark as it was a second ago. Whatever you pa- barrier you just passed through, like, the water is clear blue, and it is, like, you can actually see everything ahead of you, and it is an incredible sight. You can see ahead of you there is just these this line of, of columns that's running all the way to the front uh, of, the, of the temple, and there's, like, a massive two-tiered staircase that's leading up to this massive... 20-foot doorway um, that's at the top of this kind of like raised dais. Um, but the real piece de resistance are these huge symbols that are like circular, but they are this pearlescent color-changing like just like they're it's just moving and, and undulating in this like it, it, and there's there's one that is like mounted directly to the door. You can see that there is one that is to the left and right of the raised dais up up on you know up in front of you, and then directly almost just if you look down in the floor, there is one that is thirty feet wide. There's just this massive symbol that is just like this pearlescent color changing rainbow um, that is uh, that is embedded in the symbol in the floor. And um, like I said, you see that same thing echoed in uh, three other places on the symbol. Is it a symbol I recognize? Um, roll me a religion check. I think at this point, Glenn is probably like 
since he's climbing up stairs, potentially, Glenn's probably about second story to the those like stair climbs. Um, mm -hmm. But well, well back to see what is drawing Cosmo. Uh, dirty twenty. Okay. Hell yes. <laughs> Cosmo, um, I think that this is something that you have. Um, I think you've encountered it a couple times, though. I think it's rare, and it's rare because most of the time when you see the gods depicted it is the individual gods themselves it is not it is like the, there are they are individual it's like Moradin symbol it is you know it, it's it's Arathis's symbol it's something like that it, it's a minor gods symbol like it's 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 not the over gods symbology like there is a very it's very rare to see symbology for you know like a a greater god like that um but i think that the few times that you guys have encountered uh symbology of ao i think that you would recognize this even if you haven't seen it before you would recognize it from what you've heard and i, I think that you would just immediately recognize that this is a symbol that represents not only the gods but all the gods in existence in the original pantheon as well as the god who created them ao Cosmo standing over this uh, rainbow cult fluorescent changing symbol would just kind of turn and look generally at them and just say, well, well I think we found the right place. Uh, you're, it's safe to come in. Cosmo, as you say that, you hear a booming voice that I think echoes in not only your head but also in Glynn and Rangrim's. And you you hear a voice that um, that says <clears throat> You have come far. What is it that you search for, mortals? And appearing at the top of the staircase directly in front of the door you see a massive creature appear. It is amphibious in nature, long, like cylinder, like long, like kind of like, um, like fish-like body with a massive tail, but these four to five tentacles that are coming off of it in a massive gaping open mouth. But the thing that really kind of takes your attention are the three eyes that are running down the center of its head and in the center of each pupil, you recognize very distinctly that they are runes. They are not pupils. Um, and I think that as this uh, this horrifying uh, figure Jesus. appears in front of you, I think that's where we're going to leave the session tonight. What You're a jerk. Fuck? You're a terrible person. You wanted uh, to pretend this whole time we were going to have to fight a giant sea monster. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.